Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 971 FM Talk Podcast. Oh, boy. Welcome into the show. I, I just... Uh... Instead of going out into the break and watching the network news coverage, they're covering this same thing uh, we talked to uh, Grady Trimble about with the tech and the kids, and they're all going to testify up there. Instead of doing that, I made the mistake of watching Morning Joe. Uh, that is, that would be Joe Scarborough. <laughs> and uh, the, and they had a guy on there uh, this morning who is talking about uh, the fact that um, if you, that that, that it's, Right-wing keyboard warriors who are threatened by Travis Kelsey dating Taylor Swift. What? <laughs> I did, it when I when I saw the headline, I thought to myself that this this can't be a thing. They they think that it's right-wing men who are somehow bothered by the idea that the manly man Travis Kelsey would be dating. Taylor Swift. I don't think most men care. <clears throat> I don't either. Why, but why on MSNBC, on MSNBC, they they are fascinated with this story. I, maybe it's got something to do with with um, a Vivaswam, a Vivek, Vivek Ramaswamy. A Ramaswamy, and his theory yeah. that this is a which I think is not right. I don't agree with no, him I don't at all. Agree with his theory, uh, but they're they're just obsessed with it. People are obsessed with anything related to Taylor. They're saying that she's dividing the country. They're saying that she, if you know, even though I don't support her political views, if she wants to endorse Biden, she can endorse Biden. I, I don't. It's sad because people will follow what she says because they're so obsessed with her. But wh- why is this such a huge deal? I don't understand. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't get it either, uh, for sure. But uh, it it is it is uh, what it is. We're we're gonna. Uh, Get to Dan Stein coming up here shortly. He's with the Federation for American Immigration Reform. They're debating the impeachment of Secretary Mayorkas. Uh, there, there's a vote I think scheduled. They they voted to impeach him to take it to a full vote yesterday. They voted out of committee. So what I'm trying to say here is I want to get Dan's uh, thoughts on this and what the real damage is that Mayorkas's leadership has done at the border. For the end of the hour, we will talk to Charles Payne. I'm sure you heard this. If not, we're going to play it again for you. He went sideways on uh, on the night of the New Hampshire primary on the Biden administration. I thought it was great. Uh, he was talking to Jessica Tarloff, and he's like, "You know, you, you got to be kidding me. You talk about you talk about uh, you know uh, tr- Trump's verbiage on certain things when when you've got a president who hates half of America and routinely says so." 
uh, and calls them extremists and all this. He just went sideways on them. I want to play that for Charles and, and once again get his reaction to it here at the, about 835. Uh, right now, we want to get to the top stories, Carl, please. The Mark Cox Shortlist. I also think, you know, a lot of these kind of right-wing keyboard warrior types are uh, obsessed with masculinity, kind of ironically in some cases. Yeah. And I think that they kind of resent Travis Kelsey, uh, be it, you know, this sort of macho guy uh, dating Taylor Swift. <laughs> it's it's a real thing. You, there's the bite. Did That's you hear embar- that? It's embarrassing. <laughs> that is embarrassing. I'm sorry, Morning Joe. You can do better than that. I have a school choice bill that would be um, kind of make it more universal across the state, uh, the ESA program, the uh, Most Scholars program. And so it is currently on the Senate floor. Uh, Yeah, that was Senator Andrew Koenig uh, talking about his school choice bill that he's trying to expand statewide. There has to be devastating military retaliation for the targeting of American troops across international borders, leaving three dead Americans. Uh, Yeah, Tom Cotton, uh, he's talking about the fact that the U.S. has to do something. So far, it has been crickets, for sure. Absolutely, it was a victory. Right now, we're seeing more movement on initiative petition reform than we've seen on other any other major Republican reform that I have seen move through the Senate for as long as I've been a senator. Senator Bill Igel, I was sitting in his office on his furniture yesterday. Uh, somebody texted me earlier and said, don't get distracted about the furniture thing. That's not a big deal. I'm like, well, but it was an implied threat that in addition to stripping these conservative senators of their chairmanship and their parking spot, they might just take their furniture as well. I think it's a big deal in a sense. It just shows how petty it has become. It's petty. That's mm-hmm. the best word for it. So I did drive to Jeff City yesterday after the show, and I, I spent some time down there with um, 400 great patriots from around the state. There were there were people there representing a bunch of different counties from around the state, many of them probably on the central committees that issued letters there. I think there were close to a dozen central committees around the state. Like that would be like the Cole County Republican Party, the St. Charles County Republican Party, who issued letters calling for Caleb Rowden and Cindy O'Loughlin to resign over the 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 petty nature, the petty way they dealt with Bill Eigel and, and Andrew Koenig and Rick Bratton and some of the others, Denny Hoskins, uh, um, who who were chairman of certain committees, and they just thought, well, if you're not going to abide by our way of thinking, we're going to strip you of your chairmanship. Many of these people in their last year in the Missouri Senate, right, you usually achieve those things when you've been there for a while. So it's just a, a, a bit of pettiness. I did, however, want you to kind of understand what happened yesterday. What happened yesterday was a it, it was groundbreaking. They're, they're going to move to a vote on initiative petition within four or five days, which is unheard of in the Missouri Senate. The minimum amount of time it usually takes, according to some of these senators, is, I don't know, four weeks. Um, And now they're getting it done. It it was not the priority of leadership. Their actions have forced it to a vote. Now, I still don't know for sure that this gets done, but we're moving in the right direction. I did get to sit down with Senator Denny Hoskins yesterday talking about uh, what is – What's on the line here 
in the in the Senate. And uh, here's cut number 10. What's on the line here? That's what I seem to think Senate leadership has lost sight of. You know, what's on the line is protecting the Missouri Constitution. You know, initiative petition reform, that, that's what it's about. It's about protecting life. We've already seen the, the pro-choice, uh, pro-abortion advocates launching a campaign in order to try and legalize abortion on the ballot. Uh, we've already had uh, some anti-Second Amendment folks that are, are trying to gather signatures in order to, you know, ban the sale of AR-15s in the state or, or things like that. So it, it's really the, the soul of Missouri that is on the line here. We need to make sure that we protect the Missouri Constitution, especially from these dark money, out-of-state uh, special interest groups that are trying to buy the elections in Missouri. Yeah, and, and you can do it now, right? In fact, there's a big uh, group out of Texas that is desperate to prevent this from happening. They're targeting red states across the country that have weak initiative petition uh, uh, systems like Missouri so they can spend millions of -of out-of-state money to try to turn us into a blue state. That's effectively what they're trying to do. And unless we can fix this problem, we risk losing that majority in the state of Missouri. It's that serious. Uh, And you shouldn't be able to amend the state constitution that easy. Maybe this, I hope this moves forward. Uh, They'll vote on it next week. So we shall see. Coming up, we're going to get to Dan Stein, president of the Federation for American Immigration Reform. It's it's only happened twice in the history of the United States that, that a cabinet secretary has been impeached. Alejandro Mayorkas will likely be the next one. Whether or not it makes it through the Senate, probably not. But we're going to talk more about what this means, what's at stake with Dan Stein. Stay tuned. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Today is a grave day. We have not approached this day or this process lightly. Secretary Mayorkas' actions have forced our hand. We cannot allow this border crisis to continue. We cannot allow fentanyl to flood across our border, our criminals to waltz in undeterred. And we cannot allow a cabinet secretary with no regard for the separation of powers or the rule of law to remain in office. That is why today we present this committee with the articles of impeachment against Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. Uh, Yes, they did. And it passed on a straight party line vote. Uh, And I was glad to see the chairman there, Mark Green, the congressman, uh, get that done. Right now we have Dan Stein with us. He is, of course, uh, president of the Federation for American Immigration Reform, fairus.org. Dan, good morning to you. How are you doing, Mark? I'm doing fine, sir. Good to get you on here again. What was your reaction to that yesterday? Well, long overdue. It takes an awful lot for a cabinet secretary in this country to undergo at least uh, 
this stage of the impeachment process. And um, it certainly undermines Mayorkas' capacity to work if his relationship with Congress is so bad. Um, you know, he needs the support of Congress if he's going to be able to do his job. But the broader question is, if Mayorkas is simply carrying out Biden's orders as his boss, you know, why aren't they impeaching President Biden? It's a good question. Uh, they're, they're at least having hearings on it. I, but I don't know the answer on why that hasn't happened yet. I mean, I love I love when they ask him, well, why don't you fix the border? Well, I can't. I need legislation. Well, you didn't need legislation to screw it up. Right. Because that's why it was it was it wasn't perfect, but it was sure a hell of a lot better than this when he took office. Well, you know, we're we're way past the point now where we are going to accept anything they say at face value. Yeah. I mean, the reason my Orcus is in this situation now is he's been consistently lying to Congress. He, he has this way of arrogantly looking sort of up in the air and down his nose at you while he gives you some baloney explanation that everybody knows is nonsense. They can see with their own lying eyes. And then Biden, who had systematically dismantled everything working, as people now know, you know, when he first came into office and you can see the hockey stick that took place flowing across the border after he did that is turning around and saying, oh, well, you know, Congress needs to give me the tools. And blah, blah, blah. It's like, what a liar. What a joke. This guy, he's always trying to do his position himself to be able to protect his reelection campaign by trying to blame Republicans for a crisis that he created. And it's like, if this is our political leadership at this point, it's hard to understand what even motivates a guy like Biden to get up in the morning. Like what kind of un- he's had under Section 212F of the Immigration and Nationality Act, the ability to suspend all crossings during a national emergency from the beginning. He's had that authority. So to turn around and say, well, I want the Senate to have a bipartisan compromise that actually weakens my authority in exchange for my Ukraine money. You know, but the big challenge is, you know, we're relying on Mike Johnson at the, in the House to hold the line on this because Langford and McConnell and those guys, I mean, all they want is their Ukraine money. They don't seem to care about our southern border because Biden, if you remember, when the House passed H.R. 2, a really strong immigration enforcement bill, it hadn't even gone to the Senate and the White House issued a veto threat. Right. Yes. The minority said, mm-hmm. uh, well, anything that actually would actually do anything to control the border, I'm going to veto. So now he's turning around and saying, well, if you do this, I'll shut the border down tomorrow. He obviously doesn't believe that. And so, you know, what are we as Americans, what are we supposed to do when they have political leadership that is like utterly failing to carry out even the most essential elements of its job? It's like having a defense secretary who's asleep at the switch and letting foreign armies invade the country. Oh, wait a minute. We already have that, don't we? Dan, this is Kim. I, I can't imagine this impeachment against Mayorkas getting past the Senate. But even if that that's not the case, I mean, how important is it to send this message that something needs to be done at the border? Yeah, see, the, the important thing about the impeachment process is that Congress is building a record about the weak links in how immigration enforcement is being carried out. This is a danger that FAIR has been warning about now for decades, which is that because Congress hasn't provided a citizen standing statute or a statute for states, if you have an unprincipled, politicized executive branch and they decide they just want to let millions and millions of aliens run into the country and start demanding benefits and jobs, there's no power that can stop them. And so in future legislative enactments, the record that's being established here will inform those Congresses on the kind of language they have to put in 
to allow courts, if you will, to enjoin this kind of conduct. Because basically, Mayorkas is simply ignoring or breaking laws. There's, they have repeatedly said, Congress has, parole is very rare, unique, individualized, humanitarian purposes. We're talking about a couple thousand times a year. And Mayorkas has turned around and turned it into a parallel immigration program. And this parole problem is a recurring problem. Mm-hmm. When you go to court to try to get it sued, to sue them like Texas has, like we have, courts will go, well, it's generalized. It's not specific. It's not a constitutional Article Three kind of injury. So the remedy is you got to vote him out of office. Okay, well, that's apparently what the Congress is trying to do right now. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, Dan Stein, appreciate your time as always. Go to FairUS.org. By the way, they have a running total of the number of illegal border crossings so far today. So far today, it's at 3,450 almost right now. It's gone yeah, up 25 maybe. since we started just, speaking. Just from this morning? Yeah, for, for, for today, yeah. Wow. It, 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 they, they have a running total on there. All right, Dan, yeah. thank you, my friend. We appreciate it. Always a pleasure. Take yep, care. You bet. Fairus.org. Coming up, Charles Payne. I was cheering him from my leather chair uh, that smells like rich mahogany uh, the night of the New Hampshire primary. I just have to tell you that because he was giving the Biden administration a lot of grief. I'm going to play that back for him and then get his reaction to it when we come back. That is something that is really detrimental to this country, that the president of the United States despises half of the United States. President Biden, I I said earlier today, I just wrote about a week ago, I had a segment coming up, so I I Googled Biden hates MAGA. Nothing but articles after articles after articles. He has expressed hatred for half of the country. It doesn't matter. Because because the bottom line is he says it. He has vitriol for them. And so does MSNBC and so does CNN and so does the New York Times. They have vitriol for half of the nation. They don't look at them like fellow Americans, and it's unfortunate. They try to paint them as racist. That all the things that they do to their fellow Americans who simply want a safe home, a safe community, for the children to have prosperity, they want the same thing. What kind of a country do we want to be going forward? Charles Payne, host of Making Money. I want to be that country that was number one, really enjoyed being number one, and did everything it could to stay number one. Charles Payne, you are my hero. I just want to say that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that was an epic rant against Jessica Tarloff, and I appreciate you making that point. Thank you so much. You know, it's so crazy. I, I actually was ready to comment on earlier in the day I did a segment, and I'm, I was trying to create like a hashtag conciliatory Trump. <laughs> so <laughs> I think if she would have been cool, I would have sounded more on her side, honestly. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> you know, be, but instead, you know, instead when I'm, lis- I'm listening to her, and it's really kind of, I like Jessica, but it's, it's, it, it becomes lazy, this idea that he's a narcissist. I believe almost anyone who runs for president of the United States, there's a little tinge of narcissism, to oh. think, you know, but that's a whole different topic. But, you know, every time they open their mouth, it's about hatred. It's about racism. It's about evil. They're talking about your fellow Americans who have a different political ideology than you. We're not talking about, you know, the, the it's, it's, it really is dangerous. And by the way, I didn't have the list in front of me, but she was wondering what news articles, you know, the source, uh, because I'd actually saved it. I was going to do it, hit a couple of weeks ago, thought it did do some research. It popped in my head. So, so Biden hates MAGA. 
NBC News, AP News, Reuters, Al Jazeera, Spectrum, New York One, YouTube, NPR, USA Today, and CNBC. Those are just some of the places that had Biden hates MAGA. Yeah, you don't have to look far. I and, and I, I love that you pointed it out. It was a it was a great moment. I, you you went viral across the country with that one for sure. That that's good. Yeah. Uh, so what's going on this morning? I see these pri- this private sector job growth numbers decline pretty sharply. What does that mean? Well, there's, that's from the ADP, which uh, it's a really great report. Uh, they do 60% of the private sector, so they know what's going on. Uh, it, it came in at 107. The street was looking for 150,000. It means, without a doubt, that the jobs market is slowing. Now, the, the official government number comes out on Friday, and that thing is so skewed with mismissed problems. It's, it's, it should have lost all of its credibility a long time ago. Be that as it may, that's the one that moves markets. But this one... Is, is giving us a heads up on two important things. The pace of job growth is, is dropping considerably, but also wages are starting to really, really come up, fall apart. And, uh, you know, that's going to be one of the things we look for because wages never got back. We are nowhere near what they call the trend line. With, you know, the average wage growth over a period of time, you expect a certain amount of extra money every year between wages and salary. It took a huge hit. Uh, and during a pandemic, and then took an even bigger hit, uh, you know, when you use uh, to adjust it to inflation. So that's uh, one of the other things we're going to be looking at big time. Yeah, I'll bet. I mean, because people see it when they go to the grocery store, uh, their their cart of groceries is 50, 75 bucks more than it used to be. Their paycheck isn't. Uh, and I, I don't know how you reconcile that at some point, because you're going to get to go vote in November. And uh, there's a reason why inflation was so high. Yeah, yeah, and the reason is is that uh, President Biden saw what Democrats call the golden opportunity. You never let a crisis go away. So by hijacking the word COVID, they use it to pass uh, one of the the biggest you know money dump in history. Uh, there, there was a long time ago when uh, a politician, a presidential politician, was accused of trying to uh, seduce Americans by putting a chicken in every pot. Well. When you start doing $2 trillion and telling people they don't have to pay back their college loans, it's a little bit more than a chicken, uh, but it also sparked 40-year high inflation. Wow. Wow. You know, I saw a headline the other day, and I, I never uh, kind of know how to interpret these because sometimes people put attention-grabbing headlines up and the article doesn't follow through on it. But it said that the U- U.S. dollar is close to being done as the world currency. Are, are we really in, in, in fear of that? We're in fear of it, but we're not close with an asterisk. Uh, okay. And the reason is, is there's no alternative right now. In other words, you know, all of the mistakes that you can make uh, being in the position that we've been in, uh, we're making. Uh, you know, it's sort of almost to the point of taking it for granted. Like, this is one of these things, just like our conversation on, on the economy and wages. You have this conversation with the uh, Wall Street economists. Oh, the economy is great. They'll even use superlatives. It's strong. Uh, and households are doing fantastic. I mean, okay, you have any poor people in your family? You have <laughs> yeah. any middle-income people in your family? Same thing with this. They kind of poo-pooed away. Oh, we're nowhere near. If you look at international transactions, yada, 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 yada. What I'm looking at, though, first is the collapse of the euro. Now, that's collapsing big time. We've, we've got some of those transactions that used to be done in euros. They're being done in the dollar, artificially keeping the dollar elevated. The other problem, of course, is, yeah, you need an alternative, right? We were the alternative to the British pound. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so that alternative has not necessarily materialized, but 
there's active efforts to to create a uh, maybe a new currency. Uh, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, they got another 20 nations that joined. And what they do have is they have a lot of gold. They've been buying up all the gold, and they have natural resources, the majority of uh, oil and things like that, as a backstop. We don't have – there's no backstop to our, uh, you know, to our dollar except, of course, the full faith and credit in the United States that they'll give you another fake dollar. (laughs) So – so so it's it's something we must take seriously because things that take time to develop uh you you can't unwind them in an instant you know there's there's this sort of sense that hey when we get to the moment of uh, of desperation we'll flip the switch like a light and you cannot do that if we don't take this seriously now then we will lose our position oh, that's a great point maybe we should take some of our weekend dollars and invest them in this neuralink oh gosh what do you think <laughs> Control thoughts. Uh, I mean, come on. That's a tough one. That's a tough one right there. You know, <laughs> listen. Uh, I, 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 there was a stock that I invested in a long time ago that used a, a impulse to help people stop smoking or slow down smoking and things like this. But we're going in a whole different level. You know, I mean, this scares the heck out of me. It, it really does. And there may be some sort of benefits to it. But I'm, I'm not hooking my head up to a, a Neuralink, no matter what. No matter what. <laughs> I think we should use Elon's words against him. What do you think? Go yourself. Is that clear? <laughs> I, I love his thoughts on, like, free speech when it comes to X and stuff, but then he loses me. He goes off the deep oh. end with this chip crap. I know. I know. That's yeah, true. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's uh, the, someone was joking. Uh, the, the person who got this impl- got an implement, the first thing he said is, uh, oh, data is good. Always trust data. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, it's like, you know, listen, uh, I'm not going there. I, between that and the metaverse, and again, you know, it's probably going to happen. It's probably going to exist. I'm going to be the last one going in there. I'm going to go, uh, you know, uh, if you catch me in the metaverse, you know I was the last one in there. And that's all I can tell you. <laughs> I'm with you. What are you covering today on uh, making money? Oh, the Fed meeting. This is absolutely huge. I can't underscore how big this is. So Jay Powell at the last meeting, he takes a semi-victory lap. He says, okay, we're going to start cutting rates. You know, our work is almost done. Except it really maybe not be it may not be almost done now for for over a year Jay Powell didn't want to become this guy called Arthur Burns who was in charge of the Fed in the 1970s and essentially he oversaw uh, the the economy where inflation he thought it was tamed it came back it became a huge issue uh, you know Reagan and Paul Volcker tamped it down but they had to use extraordinary painful economic measures and and so we want to make sure that this Fed doesn't get too ahead of itself the stock market already has. So it's a really crazy, tenuous situation. This Q and A session today is going to be monster. I've got an amazing panel. We're gonna we're gonna watch it. We'll dissect it in real time, and hopefully, uh, you know, we'll see if he can somehow coax. I think he needs to pull back a little bit on the enthusiasm. Outstanding, Charles. We'll be watching, buddy. Thank you. All right. Thanks a lot. Yep. See you guys talk, later. Talk to you soon. Making money with Charles Payne weekdays, one to two p.m. Central on the Fox Business Network. No neural links. For me, no, thank you. thank you. If if this technology is something that can help people who have speech problems or hearing problems, and and it's it's contained to those kinds of things, that's fine. They start wanting to put this in people's brain to improve their brain function somehow. I don't think so. We were joking off air about if you have a thought that would be inappropriate, or I, I don't even know, and then it all of a sudden starts pulling it up on your phone or your you, laptop, and you're like, yeah. no, 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 you can't because you're thinking the thought. <laughs> and I, my question was. If you, something goes wrong with the computer, the first advice you'll get is turn it off and turn it back on. How do you do I, that I with your brain? I can't. Yeah, I can't do that. I know a lot of people that have their brain turned off most of the time, but I'm just saying. I, I don't know how to do that.
I don't know how to do that. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, some great news for you that I'm going to show you if you're watching on the Facebook feed here in a minute. I'll tell you about it otherwise when we come back. Stay tuned. Since before I was sworn into office, I have endured relentless threats to my physical safety and life. As a rank-and-file member of Congress, I am not entitled to personal protection by the House and instead have used campaign funds as permissible to retain security services. I have not used any federal tax dollars for personal security services. Any reporting that I have used funds for personal, secu for personal security is simply false. In recent months, right-wing organizations have lodged baseless complaints against me, peddling notions that I have misused campaign funds to pay for personal security services. That simply is not true. The great story here for anybody willing to find it and write about it and explain it is this vast right-wing conspiracy. <laughs> I'm sorry. What a joke. What a joke. Cori Bush's problems are all because of the right wing. These are right wing people that have made complaints against me to the DOJ about misspending money. Could it have been the an ethics commission investigation, anything like that? Or could it have been your own in-your-face threats to law enforcement that you've made repeatedly, Corey? Because my take on it is you want protection for yourself, mm -hmm. but you don't want me to have protection because you want to restrict the Second Amendment and you want to take you want to take away my right to go buy certain guns because that's your thought process. And I would challenge you to prove to me that there's ever been an, an attempt on your life. I'm going to make sure I have security because I know I have had attempts on my life and I have too much work to do. There are too many people that need help right now. Show me the report. The, Show me the report where there's been an attempt on an attempt on your life is attempted murder. If somebody attempts to murder a United States congressperson, guess what? They go to the to the Hooskow, to the big house. The crazy person who sits in their basement all day long <laughs> with no friends and threatens your life on Twitter or Facebook. Guess what? That doesn't count because guess what? I've had that. Come on. Like anybody in the public arena has had probably that kind of a threat. This is a serious threat that she's claiming has been against her life, right? That would warrant, what, $500,000 yes. in private security that she spent a few years ago? Well, and, and to your point, her calls to defund the police, it's a complete contradiction. We'll see what happens. And innocent until proven guilty. But the fact that the DOJ is involved is probably not good news uh, for, for Cori Bush. Hey, by the way, just got something uh, hot off the presses here. I did hear uh, Annie Fry and Mark Reardon talking about this yesterday, so I was excited to come in today. We got, to, we got more T-shirts uh, for the Mark Cox Morning Show. If you're watching on the camera, my design there, by the way, with the a thin blue line flag, little little my take on it with the Mark Cox Morning Show there in blue right across the middle of it. Our friends, uh, it's got the 97 one-on-one -on -one sleeve. Our friends from Whiskey Dickerson who printed it up on the other sleeve. We appreciate this. Um, we will have these on hand now when we go out and do live shows and can events. We ask, can we ask Trisha for one of those T-shirt guns? Oh, yeah, you can ask. Maybe like a slingshot like the they butt. do with the uh, Cardinals games. Yeah, you'd be better off just going and finding a tire inner tube and making it yourself. Uh, <laughs> I'll, get, I'll get on that. <laughs> that, uh, that is not in the budget for this year, I'd, I'd have to say. And thanks to my friend uh, Richie down there um, um, who sent me this nice box of cigars. Look at this. from has got backstoppers on it. And uh, – 
the that uh, foundation cigars it says on here I'm I'm excited about this limited edition 10th anniversary uh Toros. Uh so thank you for that. Hey, I I do appreciate it. Debbie on Facebook is asking can we buy new? I assume she's referring well, to t-shirts. Well, they were making they do have a page at uh, whiskeydickerson.com where they they had our shirts up there. I assume that they are still making those. I know they're going through a few changes over there, but I I can uh, I I I can't swear that you can buy them, but I used to be able to buy them on uh on the website there. I'll I'll try to confirm that for you Debbie and and see if not we're definitely going to be taking them uh, to events when we're out and about in the community. Uh, we'll, we're going to be planning a school rally, a Save Our Schools rally coming up before the school board elections. Uh, where that's still in the planning works, but we'll have some of the shirts there that we can uh, we can give out. Hey, so. quick shout out to Cameron Cook from Robertsville. He won the tickets uh, this morning. Are yeah. Congrats uh, to him. We'll be giving away another pair uh, the rest of the week, uh, Thursday and Friday, so be sure and stay tuned for that. We're about to do an interview with the St. Louis Police Chief, uh, Robert Tracy, that will air tomorrow here on the show. I'll ask him some of the questions you've submitted, uh, some of the questions we want to know, and we'll have that for you tomorrow morning, uh, probably in the 6 o'clock hour. So stay tuned for that. Uh, we'll see you a little later. Kilmeade's up next. Get more at 971talk.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 